Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. It is hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM on a very busy first day in November. Tuesday crew from downtown Las Vegas with Mike Pritchard. Follow him at MI Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. One trade already out there today on trade deadline day in the NFL. If you just join us, it's the Vikings acquiring tight end TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. First interdivision trade, Mike, since 98. You were still in the league back then. Yes, I was. The player traded. Legendary running back. Okay. For Detroit in the late 90s. Not Barry Sanders. No. It was Glenn Milburn to the Green Bay Packers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Was it Glenn? Glenn Milburn for oh, a conditional man. draft pick. Yeah, yeah. Teammate in Denver. Played against him when he was at Stanford. Uh, they, they were showing uh, a replay of the 92 Stanford-Washington game. On college, in college football on, on TV. But I uh, know Glenn, uh, quick guy. Um, no, I, I don't remember that trade. Mike doesn't remember. I don't, I don't remember that you trade. You were busy doing it. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. You were you were doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawk, Mike Pritchard. <laughs> uh, at least for that is the one trade we have so far. We will keep you posted on any other uh, moves that happen while we're on the year. And in our next show on the network today, Vs and Big Bets, they will break down the big NBA move that just happened. Mm-hmm. We're an NFL show. We stick to the to the league and with the shield, but the Brooklyn Nets have fired Steve Nash. Oh, so not shocked though. I mean Yikes. Not not a yeah. shock with a horrible start. But that is the news just breaking at the top of the hour. Dave Ross and Malshaw, they'll have much more on that in the NBA futures market along with Kelly Bidlin over at South Point. That starts in about an hour here on VEASAN Big Bets. The other injury news we're following this week because you have to keep track of trades going on, firings. Marcus Brady, the Indianapolis offensive coordinator, fired this morning. The other big move as well. Plus injury news heading into week nine. Arguably the biggest player we're tracking heading into this week. It's Cooper Cup, Mm -hmm. wide receiver for the LA Rams. Press conference yesterday, head coach Sean McVay comes out and says it is not as severe as initially feared for Cooper Cup. Listed as questionable heading into this week for the Rams. Big showdown against Tampa Bay. Two teams struggling mightily right now in the NFC. But the optimism is that Cup will be able to suit up. How big of a difference would you make to a line if you're looking at his presence in there for well, LA? You're talking about a wide receiver, um, and you're talking about the fact that there was no structural damage, but it was painful. 
I mean, we all saw the pain on Cooper Cup's uh, face uh, and what he's going through. He's going through a foot and now an ankle situation. So as a wide receiver, I, I, he's going to be playing in pain. And, and, and it could take a hit. It could take somebody diving at your legs. It could take you cutting wrong, and all of a sudden you're done for today, right? Uh, so I, I would tread lightly. Uh, I, I know there's optimism that he's going to play and he's going to be great and he's going to be awesome uh, on game day against Tampa, but he's in a lot of pain right now. Uh, and he's in pain. He's not with his shoulder or not with your arm and you know, not even with your ribs. I mean, you can kind of get through all that kind of stuff, but you're talking about an ankle and a foot situation for one of the best players in the league. So uh, I, would, I would be cautious with this one. I mean, yeah, yeah, he might start, but can he finish? And to me, uh, a game like this, uh, you need Cooper Cup for 60 minutes. The quote from Cup was that he dodged a bullet, yet you just say something that I think has really good value from how to interpret betting lines as well each week. No matter what you're hearing in the press conferences or what the players are saying, betting market oftentimes tells the reality. Mm -hmm. And this line opened in Tampa, a struggling Bucks team off a Thursday night disaster at home to Baltimore, open laying about a point and a half, quickly moving all the way up to three in a rematch of last year's divisional round battle at Raymond James Stadium. That clearly has to indicate, Mike, that the concerns about Cooper Cup, while on the surface, the optimism is there, that he will play this week. At what level, what percentage of health are you getting with him? Clearly enough for the market to say, we're not sold on Cup being uh, A, actually a go in this game, and B, being even close to full health. Yeah, you know, and you look at the situations for the teams, too, and uh, what's at stake? Uh, okay, you had the Rams coming off a bye week, and they lose. Uh, and, and now they're sitting at, what, three... Uh, and four uh, with two losses against San Francisco. San Francisco's roster has gotten better. I think the Rams are searching for answers right now. So I, I don't know if the Rams feel like they can win a division, but maybe a wild card situation, whereas you have Tampa Bay uh, focus on still trying to win their division. I mean, they're looking up at Atlanta, uh, a team that they beat already, and then they got the Saints charging. I don't think they're worried about the Panthers. You know, the Panthers are kind of out of it right now, but if you're Tampa Bay – you got a great opportunity to get right back into the divisional race and win a division, the easiest path uh, to the playoffs uh, if you can take care of business. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the minus three situation is interesting for a struggling team. But an indicator, like you mentioned, though, just the severity uh, of the roster, the state of affairs in, in L.A. with the Rams as they travel, uh, it's just not the same Rams team. It's a blanket three now yeah. across the market. 42 and a half is your total. Camp is still favored to win the <laughs> NFC South. Bank. Are they really? Minus 135 at BetMGM. Wow. What's Atlanta? <laughs> that, that tells you the state of the division. Yeah. Atlanta right now, as I update the odd screen, plus mm -hmm. 260. Okay. Saints 4-1 to one in a division in the NFC South where Falcons are 4-4, four and four, mm -hmm. Bucks and Saints are 3-5, and five, and the Panthers are 2-6. and six, And we were a 33-yard Eddie Pinero field goal away from having everybody 3-5 and five heading. Right, right. So the Saints are 4-1? to 4-1. to one. Wow. Because you do have Dennis Allen, and he knows how to defend Tom Brady. And That's they almost beat true. him. They almost beat him with Jameis. And it's interesting. I know how I can see the gears turning in <laughs> one Mike turning. Pritchard's head. The, the question real quick on, on New Orleans before we get back to Tampa Bay is we saw them shut out Las Vegas last week. Saints defense up to 11th on an EPA per play allowed basis. That was the first time in NFL history that a team who had allowed 38 points or more the week prior then shut out a team who had scored 38 or more points the week prior. Crazy stat. Yeah. Saints, more what you saw last week or the team that had struggled defensively the first few weeks of the season? You know, I, I think the Saints are in the middle 
uh, of that because they had some injuries, some key injuries. Lattimore was out. Uh, he'll be he'll be back. Uh, you know, you got Michael Thomas. Eventually, he'll be back. I think. Uh, you still have Jarvis Landry. I mean, they had the Honey Badger on the team making plays, and so I, I think we forget about uh, Tyron Matthew that way. But now it's a it's a roster that I, I think, from an identity standpoint, they weren't sure. The rumors about Kamara being traded too, that kind of stuff. But they just haven't been a settled football team this year. Jameis Winston was supposed to lead the way. He got banged up. You can't rely on him now. You're relying on Andy Dalton. But they have something, though. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton, uh, for where he is in his career, there's no ego involved. And uh, maybe you can be highly creative, which they have been with Taysom Hill. And so getting some troops back will help out the roster situation. Um, no, I, you said some money was coming in on the Saints, too, uh, right, against the Ravens. So Opened in that three range. It's now come off the three. Right. Ravens are favored on the road, but now down to two and a half at a couple. Points. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, it was a team that uh, people had targeted to perhaps winning the division. Um, talking to GMs and, and people that watched uh, the Saints practice and prepare, Randy Mueller, uh, he thought that this was a pretty decent ro- roster, but Jameis broke his back, uh, and Dennis Allen was just not an effective head coach and making the decision sooner to go to Andy Dalton. Um, so it cost them a few wins, I believe. But uh, we'll see if they can get back in it. Obviously, they still have a chance here. I know you're tempted. That 4-1 to price. <laughs> game out. It's a good roster. Atlanta, are, were they playing over their heads to start the year? There's a lot of different conflating factors mm-hmm. that go into handicapping the NFC South. But now, you mentioned the Alvin Kamara piece. We have to get through today. But presumably, right. those rumors were just conjecture. He will not be traded. And a guy who, after being injured to start the season in Kamara... Comes out last week, has his 10th career game with both a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Only two other players have had more since the merger, Mike, in 1970. Guy clearly who means so much to that team. And if you couple that with a slowly improving defense with health, who's now top 12 in the league in a, in a major category in EPA per play, there are things to like about that team going forward. And you look at that in the betting market and say, do the Saints win this division one in four times? Probably, right? Right, right. But let's get real. I mean, the only reason why Tampa is favorite in, in this division is because of Tom Brady, right? Uh, all the other quarterbacks, compared to the quarterback situations, the Falcons with Marcus, uh, the Saints with Andy Dalton, and then the Panthers, who knows, PJA, I guess. But that's the reason why Tampa is favorite. But if you just look at the league now, Atlanta is very creative with, the, with their offense, with what they want to do with the rushing attack. The Saints are creative with their rushing attack and what they want to do with their offense. The only team that's not creative in doing the same thing is Tampa. But the league has caught up to Tampa. Like when you got the likes of Pittsburgh and, uh, and Carolina and people like mm-hmm. that, that can beat them. I mean, yes, you're, you're, you're throwing the ball 70% of the time. And we know that. Tom Brady's going to throw the ball. We know that. And, and teams know that, even if they're depleted defensively and, and they're winning games. So uh, that's something I can't get behind right now. And until Tampa evolves like everybody else, uh, they're still stale and the same Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team. And you think about, in addition to Tampa, if we're looking at this entire NFC South division, Atlanta's a team that gets totally exposed by Cincinnati two weeks ago, needs a miracle to win against <laughs> Carolina at home this past Sunday. But on the Falcon side of things, you talk about injuries, there's optimism there. Cordero Patterson from right. the press conference yesterday from head coach Arthur Smith could be activated off IR this mm-hmm. week. They're hopeful mm-hmm. he can give it a go. Three-point home dogs of the Falcons to L.A. Chargers, a team coming off the bye. A.J. Terrell also expected to return. He's listed as questionable right now, the most important secondary piece for Atlanta. 
what so you you have to figure out where you stand on a Falcon team too if you're looking to make this handicap and make picks in the division Falcons have looked so unimpressive the last two weeks but yeah. from what you've talked about in the past and with again similar to New Orleans getting a little healthier you have to like what you're seeing there too I think you do I think the chances of getting better with personnel uh, as well as getting better as a team is there for both of those teams and uh, if you can add, and the NFL is telling us that, if you can add key players and get better with personnel, you're going to get better as a football team on top of the fact that you're working hard. So there's teams out there that can't get better with personnel. Like, you know, the Raiders, you know, that's the team. We'll get to all this, but the Raiders, they got to fix themselves from within. Oh, we're they, they getting there next. They can't get better with <laughs> personnel. I mean, is there is there a trade out there to help out the Raiders in their situation? But, uh, no, we'll, we'll get to that. And some, uh, some of the other teams, too, entertaining uh, trades. I mean, Buffalo for whatever reasons, looking for a running back. All right? And so that te is telling to me a little bit as well. When you look, though, at the NFC South individually mm -hmm. and how flawed Tampa is, yet still favored despite not leading the division, <laughs> even throwing some money on both Atlanta and New Orleans at over 2.5 to 1 on Atlanta, 4 to 1 on the Saints, there are worse futures bets to make halfway sure. through the season. Up next, it's right route, wrong route. I believe those Raiders might be making an appearance. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, Pro Tools like our exclusive betting splits, Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, Deep Dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Keep yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Still to come on the show, Josh Applebaum, host of vcin Morning Daily Bets, joins us in about 15 minutes. We'll also have our pro tip of the hour coming up before we wrap up the show as we're back from downtown Las Vegas, Circus Sportsbook Studios. One update, Mike, on this Lions-Vikings trade we talked about earlier in the show, TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. Big reason why was an injury to Irv Smith Jr., mm-hmm. starting tight end. We're getting reports now that Smith Jr. expected to be out eight to ten weeks with a high ankle sprain. So you're wow. looking at the rest of the regular season, essentially. And that was why your first big deadline move of the day comes from Detroit to Minnesota. It is that time, Mike. Right route, wrong route for the former NFL wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. We pick a couple teams Mike thinks are on the right path, even if the winning records don't exactly reflect that, and teams that are on the wrong path. So let's start right route. You've been really impressed with the Dallas run game specifically and what that could maybe lead to in the futures market. Well, I think as betters, you know, we look for information, right? And, and here's some information from behind the curtain in terms of uh, how teams evaluate players and, and how teams set up and have plans for players. You know, uh, you think about Tony Pollard, right? Uh, Tony Pollard is a change of pace back. Uh, is he an every down back? No. How is he most effective for this offense? It's it's the change of pace element of that or or the limited carry situation, too. And, uh, you know, I, I think Dallas is in a good spot. And, and they've been saying this, too, like Zeke Elliott, because a lot of people are like, get rid of Zeke and go with Pollard the full time. But he's not that type of back. His production and his availability might go down if they turn him into a 20 to 25 carry a game back. I looked at his stats, and this is how in tune Dallas is with Tony Pollard, who's been with this team several years now. Uh, the most carries that he's ever had was 14. You look at his production mm-hmm. last week, he had 14 carries, right? But he had 131 yards, averaged 9.4 yards per carry, and three touchdowns. He went untouched uh, on one touchdown, in which Zeke Elliott would have been touched, grabbed, pulled, all that, right, before he got to the end zone. But, no, Tony Pollard is a very, very elusive player, highly effective, and Dallas knows that, and they're using him the right way. So I think they're on the right route. It's going to add to the fact that you're going to get Zeke back to move the pile uh, because that's where he is right now and then keep less uh, abuse away from Tony Pollard. So uh, the evaluation of talent, utilizing the talent the right the right way uh, certainly helps a football team like the Dallas Cowboys right now. And think about how hard it is to have consistently positive plays in the run game. Mm-hmm. If you look at EPA, expected points added, 
one of the more popular now advanced metrics to look at. It's very rare that you see many teams in a positive EPA with the running game. It's just not something you get large chunk plays with right. that leads to a ton of success. Only five teams have a positive EPA this season on the run. Dallas is one of those five teams. They're fifth right now, clearly leading to some success. And that's even with a left tackle in Tyron Smith, who was injured right before the start of the year. Mm -hmm. We all thought that would have a massive impact based on how the numbers had dropped off last season when he was injured. Even more impressive when you think about that from Dallas. Yeah, and speaking of that, too, when, when you can get offensive lines working as a unit, the single one-off player that's not available, it doesn't have much of an impact. Like, where are teams finding ways to get their offensive line to work as a unit? The running game. They're running counter. They're running gap. They're running power. Uh, that's, you know, you have to rehearse that, right? And uh, you have to be on the same page. Whereas if you get in passing situations, then maybe teams can single you up or blitz you, and all of a sudden now you got man-to-man -man protection and uh, you break down. And you're, no, you're no longer a unit, right? And, and so – across the board in the National Football, look for that. I, I thought that was a brilliant stat that you just brought up, uh, Ben. Look for those aspects when you're looking for key information uh, when offensive lines, even though they're depleted, they can still function as a unit, and Dallas Cowboys certainly is one of those teams. Only Cleveland, Philadelphia, mm -hmm. Baltimore, and Kansas City better on a per-play basis on the run look at those than teams. Dallas. And look at where those teams are at. We'll All get right. to Philadelphia in a second in right routes. As far as the wrong routes, mm. Las Vegas might have literally... Like their bus driver got the wrong route. Like they missed the exit for the Superdome on Sunday. Didn't even get off the bus. Didn't cross midfield until under two minutes to go in the game <laughs> in a 24-0 loss to the Saints. This is as literal of a wrong route as you could probably draw up, Mike. And this is a guy with six Super Bowl rings as an offense coordinator to, uh, on top of that, too. Uh, the Raiders have not been shut out since 2014, um, uh, whether it was on the road or not. I mean, it's crazy to think about all the things that just happened to this football team I thought that McDaniels and his staff have fully evaluated what they have, but it's still a work in progress. It really is. I mean, for a team to take away your running game, which the Saints did, uh, and give Saints a credit, a lot of credit for doing that, and you can't get to a passing game, I, I don't know if there's an excuse in the book for that. Uh, you can't explain it away either. You know what was interesting too, Ben, watching that tape, it's like if you go back in time when McDaniels and – um, you know, Brady and, 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 you know, this whole Patriots, and they had a guy like Randy Moss, uh, right? And, and then they had, um, you know, other players, uh, complimentary players. I mean, I, I think the Raiders, from a personnel standpoint, one of the most talented teams out there with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and mm -hmm. Darren Waller when he's healthy. Um, so if a team is loading up the box with you, okay, let them load up the box and stop the run because you know what? I got one-on-one -on -one with Devontae Adams. But there was no sense of urgency for that there was no creativity to to exploit that matchup right it's like the Raiders are slow to get to that matchup phase of, of the NFL right now it's not like it's a one-off thing either no Happened in Tennessee mm -hmm. didn't right. even show up for basically a half and a half and a middle of the third quarter before they even showed a pulse right you got to put that on the coach right yeah I, a preparation for sure and, and Josh McDaniels he owned it he's like this is on me and yes it is on you because that team should have been better prepared Derek Carr should have had an automatic at the line of scrimmage when he sees an eight or nine man front. And I got one on one with Devontae Adams on the outside. I don't, against a rookie, too. And, and so uh, I was talking about this on, on Raider Nation Radio. And, and Alante Taylor, who was a rookie, was covering Devontae Adams. Uh, and, and I was like, it's, it's a damn shame that their Tay was better than the Raiders' mm. Tay. 
one catch, three yards. <laughs> right. And that, that is ludicrous. And that's a clown show to me. So uh, they got to fix that. And, and it goes back to evaluation of the talent on the roster, but then understanding how teams are going to start to defend you. Yeah, you need to run the football because we know Derek Carr is panicky. But Derek Carr wanted Devontae Adams. So if they load up the box, I got one-on-one. Even if I have a high safety, uh, I can find routes. and I can find uh, some creativity to create uh, ways for D. Carr to throw the ball through Devontae Adams. Josh McDaniels now 13-22 and 22 career as a head coach. Mm. And it's okay to say great offensive coordinator mind, <laughs> six Super Bowl wings with New England, and at the same time is a horrific NFL head coach. That's yeah. what it's been so far. He's under scrutiny now. We've, we're seeing reports that Mark Davis, the owner, there's, there's all, already the rumblings that McDaniels oh, is under fire. Not even rumors, halfway <laughs> through year one. That's You kind of yeah. get what you, you – know, that's sort of what happens yeah. when you get off to such a bad start with the personnel in Las Vegas. Uh, the other wrong route, we've already talked about it a little bit, the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions and the struggles going on there with Detroit. And then to confound that and, and add on today at 1-6, trading away one of the assets they have on offense and tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Let's go to one of your right routes, yep. though. Sticking in the NFC East, where we just talked about Dallas, good things on the run game. Philadelphia, we thought maybe. Could it be a little rust, a little, uh, little lackluster performance out of the bye week? Uh, no. I took Pittsburgh on Sunday, and mm-hmm. about five minutes into the game, I was like, why did I do that, Mike? And uh, Philadelphia, looking awfully impressive right yeah, now. Yeah, I got A.J. Brown on my fantasy team, so I'm good. <laughs> wow, that's why but, uh, riding in high today. Yeah, Not just the teasers, right. it's that too. No, A.J. Brown, I mean, uh, what the Eagles did, and Nick Sirianni, what he recognizes too, and, and bodes well for the Eagles is, I'm going to get to that matchup phase uh, of the game offensively. Uh, I want to make sure we establish that. And uh, you saw Jalen Hurst throw the ball up to A.J. Brown in double coverage, uh, right? And uh, you just saw them take shots with A.J. Brown. So their, their understanding of the matchup that they have, and that's why they traded for him. At some point, we're going to have to have a playmaker, regardless of what's out there and what's happening, that can go out there and make plays for us. And, and A.J. Brown and the Eagles have established that already, you know, going into November. So that, that's outstanding. I, I thought from a right, right route standpoint, uh, that was superb by, by Nick Sirianni and the Eagles uh, to get that um, relationship for Jalen Hurts established out there on the field. Part of that, too, is just the ex- expectation with a young head coach mm-hmm. and a team that has gotten up to such a good start, you wonder, could complacency set in? Well, you're pointing out clearly a desire to find adjustments to just optimize a team that already looked so good at 6-0 and heading into the bye, and it looks like they've just you know, picked up right where they left off. Right, because teams are going to have answers for you. Uh, you're at the point of the year again. Teams know what you do, and you can only do so much, right? There's only so many plays in the playbook each and every week in the game plan playbook, and uh, what else can you get to? How else can you get to it? I think if you have matchup advantages, and well, I'm even talking about Dallas Garter too. So mm-hmm. uh, once they establish these, and, and the new guy, A.J. Brown being established right now, uh, I think is really uh, a really jo- job well done right there from Nick Sirianni. You know, it's a pretty big matchup advantage. Philadelphia's run game against the Houston Texans <laughs> defensive That's line. Two, right? We are going to break that down in our final segment of the show, Thursday Night Football, our preview we give you each and every Tuesday at the end of our show. But up next, it's Josh Applebaum, host of the VEASAN Morning Daily Bets and Market Insights podcast. Josh stops by next on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VEASAN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. 
Sign up to bet the Breeders' Cup with Horse Racing's number one app, First Bet, and get a $10 free bet plus 100% match of your first deposit up to $200. Use promo code HORSE200 to claim your offer. Breeders' Cup picks and insights on vsin.com. Brought to you by First Bet. Look at vsin.com slash horses for details, including how to get their free Breeders' Cup wager guide. That is vsin.com slash horses. We welcome you back to the Lombardi line. Big thanks to our producer, Matt Santos, and the entire crew as well behind the glass here at our Circus Sportsbook Studios, downtown Las Vegas with Mike. I'm Ben. We have Josh, Josh Applebaum, who is the host of our one of our new podcasts on the network, VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. It's a great uh, podcast, Mike. 15 mm-hmm. minutes. It's quick. You get it right away. Early. Josh has all of a sudden become the uh, the early bird here, even though I'm, I'm not a morning guy whatsoever. But 15 minutes talking about the top line movements every day on the card. Josh, great to see you. Uh, before we get to your leans and early decisions on week nine in the NFL, seems like, speaking of movement, we're already seeing a little movement towards the Indianapolis Colts against your Boston, your New England Patriots, from six down to five or five and a half after firing offensive coordinator Marcus Brady this morning. Interesting game when you think about the factors on both sides with a struggling Patriot offense, and uh, now the Colts here getting a little market love this morning. You're exactly right, Ben, and Ben and Pritch, it's great to be with you today. And, yeah, I'm becoming a morning person, too. I was a night owl my whole life, you know, staying up late to sweat <laughs> yeah. games. But with the morning bet spot, I'm getting up earlier. And, guys, it's paying off because you see a lot of movement like 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time, especially with NBA totals and NHL money lines changing. So early bird gets the worm. It's hard to get up, but once you're up, it makes it a little bit easier as a sports better here. But first one, guys, that you've been noticing, Ben, you're totally right here. Some line movement toward the Indianapolis Colts. Now, uh, the Colts obviously losing that heartbreaker to the Commanders. The Patriots covering as a pretty sharp fade the Trinity dog play against the Jets. Remember, the Jets in that game were getting like 60% of bets, but the Patriots kept moving up. Minus one and a half, minus two, minus three, and up covering that number. So if we at this one, the early move is toward the Colts. This is kind of the ultimate, you know, buy low, sell high. Patriots getting right a little bit against the Jets. The Colts going to Sam Ellinger, uh, losing, uh, you know, uh, at, at kind of at the very end there against the Commanders. We're kind of a sharp line freeze plus three all week. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Ben. This game actually opened like, you know, minus six and a half, minus six at home with the Patriots. Now you're down to five and a half. To me, it's always interesting. As soon as a line drops, where's the early move? It's not always that it's going to stay that way the entire week. But this told me that at the key number of six, the value would be buying low on the Colts in this spot. So if you look in particular, dogs who did not cover the previous week, a very basic system, public likes to bet favorites. Dogs are kind of a contrarian angle to start. But if you didn't cover last week, if the public bet on you, you cost them money. They're mad at you. They want to fade you. But actually buying low on those dogs that didn't cover, 28 and 18 against the spread, 61% so far this season. Dogs who missed the playoffs the previous year, they're 59% ATS. A lot of good system matches here on the Colts. If you missed the six, I'd wait this thing out. Does it creep back up to six? That's what I'd be looking for. But early on, guys, uh, the one thing you're worried about, though, is Belichick. Bel- Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, second-year QBs. He's got a great record historically. That always frustrates me because they give me a Patriots stat like that. It's like, oh, by the way, that was with Tom Brady. So a lot of those don't really apply anymore. Mm-hmm. But still, Belichick against a young quarterback. You like that if you're a Pats better. The early move based on the market, guys, is plus six down to five and a half for the Colts. Josh, you're the perfect person to help us understand uh, perhaps what could happen with Lions. The market insights, again, is, is superb what you do. And, uh, you know, the Hawkinson trade is interesting uh, as Detroit, the Lions trade a weapon uh, away uh, inside the division. Now, uh, that line is still three and a half. They're catching three and a half at, at home. There's a three out there, too. But I'm curious about the total situation. What do you think? Uh, as the Lions, five to two to the over uh, overall, but yet four and oh to the over at home. Now they don't have Hawkinson, though. What, what are your thoughts on that game? 
Yeah, Pritch, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this one up. So on the one hand, it's like, you know, primetime dog, primetime under. How do you not take dog and under? With the D with the Detroit Lions, it's like, how do you not take these overs? They score a ton, they give up a ton. But now obviously you're losing a weapon here with TJ Hawkinson getting him traded to the, the Vikings at this point. Pritch, still looks like some faith on this over. I mean, it did open around 49. Uh, we're showing 49 now, but I see a lot of books that are up to 49 and a half or maybe even 50 here. You're in the dome. The only thing I worry about is with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, this isn't the old Aaron Rodgers. You know, the offense just doesn't look mm -hmm. in sync. They were able to cover in prime time, uh, getting the hook 10 and a half tells you how important the hooks are uh, against the Bills the last time out. What's notable to me, though, guys, is I really like Detroit early on. You know, I, I was writing the Sharp Report, the early Sharp Report for Week 9 for VEASAN.com. The first thing that jumped out to me is the Green Bay Packers opened minus 3.5 on the road, got down to minus 3. That told me early bets took the hook there with the Detroit Lions. But now you're back up to 3.5. So that's partly maybe Hawkinson. Maybe it was a buyback on the Packers minus 3 here. So on the one hand, it's like, oh, the hook is now available to me again if I want to sweat the Lions as a divisional dog. Divisional dogs, 57% against the spread it also worries me that i'd rather see it kind of stay three and show the liability kind of mm -hmm. like last night with the browns where the books really despite all that heavy public betting on the bengals they didn't want to get to three and a half they were more concerned with the hook on the contrarian play with the browns so we're sitting three and a half here you know where do we see it go from here you'll have to monitor we'll have to monitor this throughout the week but still lean a little bit over guys even though i'm worried about the packers offense maybe they'll look right against these this detroit defense I'm still leaning Detroit plus three and a half, but obviously no Hawkinson. You don't like it as much as he did, you know, 24 hours ago. Give him a follow at Josh underscore insights, by the way. Josh Applebaum joining us each and every Tuesday on the Lombardi line. We go to the Monday night game for this week. We talked earlier in the show, Josh, about Baltimore now in a very interesting scheduling position. One game over the next three weeks with the bye week coming up next. Yet the Saints have an incredibly strong defensive performance shutting out the Raiders this past week, now 11th in overall defense heading into Monday night at home. Where have you seen the line move here? Yeah, so kind of a contrarian play here, Ben. I'm looking toward New Orleans, getting three points here. You know, this one opened actually Baltimore laying even three and a half at one point. You got immediately back down to three. So any hooks that were out there kind of as a kind of an outlier got scooped up by Saints plus three and a half. Now you're down to three, and I'm even seeing some shops maybe get down to two and a half. So I think it's difficult. And if you look, pay attention to the juice here on our board from Beeson.com. Plus three, minus 120. That tells you liability on the Saints. Like the next move is going to be down to two and a half. So it's always tough, guys, when you're betting NFL. When should I bet the game? Should I bet it early in the week? So the line's going to go against me. Should I wait, you know, to let the injury reports come out, let the public come in, get more of a take on the game? This is one game that I'm considering betting right now at the plus three because this line is going to the Saints. You have seen uh, these primetime dogs do very well. You had another winner here last night. And what's notable to me, guys, is when you trade away Hawkinson, the line ticked back up to the, the Packers. But another big trade there with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, they pick up Roquan Smith. I thought that was a great trade, bringing, bringing in a linebacker, you know, top tackler here in the NFL the last few years. I thought maybe with Smith expecting him to play, that this would tick back up maybe. But no, you're still showing liability here at home on the Saints. So I'm looking at Saints plus three. Remember last week, guys, Vegas was a huge public play, getting like 80% of bets. They fell minus two down to minus one. No one gave the Saints a shot. You, I think you win that one, what was it, 24 nothing. So looking at buying low once again on the Saints, plus three, contrarian, some reverse line movement. Give me the Saints with the, the key number of three there. Josh, I got a combo question for you, and it's about coach of the year as well as a, as well as a game that you might be interested in, too. It's the Seahawks uh, catching two points. Uh, Pete Carroll right now, coach of the year, 12-1, uh, to 1, uh, plus 1,200 here. Nick Sirianni leads the way, minus 110. And then you got Dable, uh, plus 325. O'Connell for Minnesota, plus 800. Now, my question is, Pete Carroll on the road against the Cardinals inside the division, a lot of people are liking that game, that matchup right there. 
but Sirianni, I'm looking at the next four games. They could go 11 and 0, right? Uh, if you look at the records and you look at how the teams are playing uh, before they have that matchup, that key matchup uh, against uh, the t- Tennessee Titans. So, your thoughts on that situation? I have you taken a look at Coach of the Year, uh, and then as well as Pete Carroll, the job that he's doing with the Seahawks so far. Yeah, Pritch, love both these questions. Let's start off with the game here with the Seahawks. That one, to me, is a good sharp play here on the Seahawks at Arizona. That actually opened up Arizona. I think they were laying like three, two, three, three and a half, something something like that. You're now down to plus two, and that would match with a divisional dog with the line move in their favor. We have seen these, these short dogs do very well. Really, it's a three and a half or more, but to me, that's a severe line move now. Severe line move, you know, ideally, it's two points or more in your favor as a dog or even one and a half or more. That's about 69% against the spread, that big, big, sharp money with Seattle here. So you missed the three. I'd be looking at even a plus two Seattle, maybe Pritch, your teaser syndicate, two to eight, you know, bring it up there, go through three to seven. So I do like Seattle this weekend. In terms of coach of the year, Pritch, you and I did so many betting across Americas during the summer where we saw all that love for Philadelphia. And and during all those, uh, you know, summer months, it's like, ooh, I don't want to jump on just the hot summer trend, but it looks like the love was warranted, obviously. Now seven and oh, you saw their win total at one point, I think it was eight and a half or seven and a half, eight and a half, up to nine and a half. Uh, now it's been adjusted even higher now, double digits at this point. It's hard not to think Sirianni is going to win this thing. I'm with you, Pritch. You look at the schedule. I don't see many losses here coming up. Uh, so if this is a team that, you know, goes 15 and two, I mean, this is these are crazy numbers to throw out there. 16 and one. I don't know when the 72 Dolphins start to get nervous, Pritch, <laughs> yeah. uh, but maybe they should be soon. Minus 110, minus, I'm showing minus 120 at DraftKings. So mm-hmm. you kind of missed the number on Sirianni. I'm with you. I think Pete Carroll plus 1400 is worth a look. But even if Carroll, who's had a great year and a great year for betters, remember against the Giants, that was minus three uh, Seahawks. Everyone was on the G-men. Fade the trendy dog. Seahawks came through there. So Carroll's done a great job. Dayball's plus 500. He's now down down to 325. Shop around. Different numbers of different books. But Pritch, if this team keeps, you know, turning out all these wins and, you know, know, flirting with a perfect season, I don't know how you can't give it to Sirianni. So if you're getting a minus 110, I don't love that you missed the boat. But uh, again, if it cashes, hey, you're not going to complain about it too much. I do like Sirianni for Coach of the Year. Josh Applebaum, he's a new man. Waking up at 5 every morning, (laughs) pounding the coffee, getting podcasts out right away. Josh, always great to see you on the show. Appreciate it. The Keurig Keurig makes it easier in the morning. Josh Josh knows what's up. He's going to be sponsored next. Yes, he probably will. (laughs) We have a big trade just happened. Chase Claypool out of Pittsburgh. Where is he going? We will discuss and also break down Thursday night football next as we wrap up the show. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We promised a pro tip of the hour. We have it for you right now, which you hear across the network. You can go to VEASAN.com. Check out, if you are a pro subscriber, all of our pro tips. Mike Pritchard, per usual doing the heavy lifting. He's got the pro tip, (laughs) former NFL wide receiver. It is when you're looking at week-to-week or futures betting, examine teams and make the distinction between teams who are a couple of adjustments away on the field Mm -hmm. from finding success versus teams who don't have the personnel to begin with to make said adjustments. You use the example of a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Green Bay Packer teams who each are really hamstrung by their lack of personnel right now, are still being looked at favorably in the betting markets, but cannot make the adjustments the same way that, say, an Atlanta or a New Orleans can with a bunch of different pieces and a number of players coming back from injury. Is that a fair way to categorize what you were saying? Very fair. You know, I think as betters, maybe we get jaded by what we've seen in the past, and and we're not supposed to do that. Recency bias, that kind of thing. And 
uh, where a team's going. I mean, I know as a player in the league, you always are trying to evolve. You're always trying to get better. And uh, we know that it was a get better league. And if you're not getting better, the, the train is leaving you. The, the league is passing you by. Because it's interesting, like, you look at the NFC South, for instance, uh, and we'll use that as a prime example. Mm -hmm. Like, Tom Brady is still the same quarterback. And he's phenomenal. He's a GOAT. But it's not working this year. It's, it's stagnant. They don't have Gronk. They don't have things that have really helped Tom Brady uh, be a significant player in the league for a long, long time. Uh, and so the offensive line, the issue's there. So if you're skewing at pass-run ratio 70%, then how are you going to hold up? And, and how are teams not going to know what you're doing, too? So now all you got to do is cover them, and they don't have a go-to guy. I mean, Mike Evans is, is spectacular, but yet uh, not the same Mike Evans as a couple years ago. So you think about Atlanta with Marcus Mariota, they're in first place, but that offense is highly creative, and they're going to add Cordell Patterson. They're going to get healthier. Um, you think about the Saints, even with Andy Dalton, they found ways to be successful and get a win here and there. Now, can they be consistent with it? Can they evolve it even more? I mean, P.J. Tucker, uh, I think that's his last name, Walker. P.J. Walker. Everybody Tucker. gets it wrong. <laughs> I know. P.J. Walker. P.J. Tucker, great, uh, yep, that great guy. bench player for the yep. Milwaukee Bucks and a NBA title run. Great bench uh, quarterback here, too, <laughs> P.J. Walker, Walker. Uh, who's out there slinging it and, and should have won a football game for Carolina. But, uh, you know, the landscape of the National Football League is comprised of more of those type of quarterbacks now than the prototypical quarterback. Like, I, the Eagles are in first place with Jalen Hurts undefeated. It's not like Zach Wilson's skill set isn't better than Jalen Hurts, which it is, but Zach Wilson stinks with a great skill set, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, we had this conversation with Justin Fields earlier, yeah, who, yeah. by the way, is getting some help. We promised we'd also have a trade to talk about mm -hmm. here in this final segment of the show on trade deadline day in the National Football League. We'll see how this now moves the needle for you, Mike, and on evaluating him in this Bears offense. Chicago Bears are getting Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers. This deal just coming across while we were. Uh, about to wrap up with Josh Applebaum in our last segment. Second-round pick from Chicago to Pittsburgh. They acquire Claypool, a second-round draft pick a couple years ago by Pittsburgh out of Notre Dame. And for Chicago, you would think they'd be in a position. We just talked about all the cap space they have free to them. Most cap space available in the NFL heading into next year at over $120 million. Claypool still under contract for one more year after this season. He's only, again, final year of his rookie deal next year, about a $2 million cap hit then is an unrestricted free agent heading into 2024. Shocking on one hand to see the Bears of all teams with a lot of teams in the market who are contenders right now for a wide receiver. The mm -hmm. Bears are the team who get Pittsburgh. Have to think that's a, a massive upgrade for a team that was so bereft of talent around Justin Fields as a quarterback this season. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to add talent, but then also you get uh, Chase Claypool in the building to perhaps try to sign him. Uh, before he does become a free agent, right? And, you know, it's a buy-low spot if you're the Bears. Now, if you can't uh, sign him, then you let him go out there and test the market, right? You don't overpay him. Uh, but you're in a buy-low situation for Claypool because he's got, what, 300 yards now, one touchdown. Uh, on the open, Albeit yeah. playing behind and or for Mitch sure. Trubisky and the Kenny Pickett. Combo quarterbacks there in Pittsburgh. You'd be a great agent for Claypool right now. But I'm just saying what's obvious. <laughs> You're right. But as, <laughs> but as a GM, I'm like, mm, I'm buy a low spot for you. I'm not going to overpay for that production. But now I see the upside, though, as a GM and maybe as a head coach, I see the upside of Claypool. Claypool's 240 pounds, 6'4". 
you know, there, there's there's a matchup issue there. And I, I think if you put him inside, if you use him more like an H-back, uh, that's probably best suited for Claypool. And you think about the type of quarterback Justin Fields is, you think about where Ryan Poles has recently been uh, as, a, as an evaluator. I mean, he's watched uh, Travis Kelsey turn into an outstanding Hall of Fame player, right? Uh, and, and Claypool, for his athleticism, when we've seen it, uh, that can be spectacular, the upside. So I, I think if, if you're Chicago, you're making this trade for the upside there, but the chance to sign a player that could be cheaper, right, now than, than after he performs for you. So uh, there's no lose situation. I think it's a win-win for Chicago. Obviously, Pittsburgh uh, illustrating, too, that uh, they're ready to move on from Chase. And for Pittsburgh, it has been jarring to see that franchise, mm-hmm. as it stands right now, would have their – highest first-round draft pick in decades there for Mike Tomlin. The stat that was thrown around ad nauseum all offseason was, well, he's never had a losing season as head coach. Right. If you look at this from Pittsburgh after getting blasted on the road by Philadelphia this past week as a double-digit underdog, is the is the blinking light now just so flashing for them that they are pretty much punting on this season? As weird as that is to say for a Mike Tomlin-led uh, team there in Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, it's weird to say, but like any franchise in the history of this game, when you have to replace a legendary quarterback, that is tough. Uh, now, they did it. They drafted Kenny Pickett. We'll see what he turns into, but we know about the National Football League and, and where it's at. They can move on from first-round quarterbacks because of the um, the CBA and, and the fact that you might have a, a, your eye on somebody else, right? And you know, for Pittsburgh, they need help in a lot of places. I mean, they need a high draft pick, uh, to be honest with you, with, with the type of players that, that they could assemble uh, there on that roster. And for Pittsburgh next year, they are among the leaders in cap space available. Mm-hmm. This will only free up a couple million more, even though Claypool was just on the rookie deal. As I look right now at the updated numbers here, Steelers stand to be seventh as far as most cap space heading in to next year. Rebuild underway in Pittsburgh pseudo rebuild like a rebuild on defense for Chicago but at least trying to add some assets here on trade deadline day again Chase Claypool from the Steelers to the Bears in exchange for a second round pick there Chicago your busiest team so far of the trade deadline window with a couple moves today and three now over the past well you know basically week mm-hmm. of significant moves there you talked about though the you know, the Pittsburgh matchup and just how exposed they looked going to Philadelphia we see now the Eagles here taking on a team who was similarly exposed last week, the Houston Texans. As we wrap up the show, we're up to 13 pretty much oh. market-wide. Eagles going to Houston on a short week. Can you lay that number, Mike? I, I know how ugly it is. And now at BetMGM, we're seeing yeah. that touch 13 and a half. Wow. Where, where we are this morning on the West Coast for the first time. Are you ready to lay uh, nearly no. two touchdowns <laughs> on a short week? No, 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 not at all. I mean, it's a short week. Like, it, they're basically walkthroughs right now. Now the Eagles off of a bye, feeling pretty good about themselves and – uh, and, and you're a walkthrough, and plus you're going to lose time because you're traveling out there. Uh, Jalen's going back home. You know, there's, there's a lot of impact here uh, in this game. <laughs> I, I don't want to lay uh, 13 and a half at all. I mean, where would you go in this game from a betting standpoint? Like, would you look at player props? What would you do? Let's consider Houston just played Tennessee, mm-hmm. who you knew going in as a divisional opponent would try to run the ball down your throat with yeah. a rookie quarterback and Malik Willis making his first start. You know what Tennessee did? Rushed the ball 45 times for 314 yards, Mike. Mm. And that's what Houston knew exactly what was coming at right. them. So you would think you'd have to target rushing props for Philadelphia, a team that is second in the league EPA per play on the run. Right. That is a disastrous matchup when you look at it. And while it is so 
unsatisfying to want to lay nearly two touchdowns with a road favorite in the NFL. It's why it's also impossible to get there on the Houston side of the handicap, right. too. Yeah, I wouldn't even go player props with Houston. Could you? And you, you talk. <laughs> all right, you talk all the time though about physicality in the mm-hmm. NFL. Could you believe how unphysical Houston was in a divisional game at home this past week? They got blown off the ball. They on did. Both sides. They did. You know, one team is prepared and ready and have the willingness to do that each and every week, and the other team is not. I mean, that's how I sum it up. Fourteen yeah. rushing yards against a team who could only do one thing. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis completed six forward American football <laughs> passes. Mike, fifty-five yards. He looked like a fish out of water. Sure. Tennessee had no problem in that game. That's how. That's that's the angle I'd be looking at. We'll have more player props and previews to discuss tomorrow on the show when Michael Lombardi returns. But for Mike Pritchard, for Matt Santos, our producer, and the rest of the crew at Circa, I'm Ben Wilson. Up next, VEASAN Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.